Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. How Android Fought an Epic Botnet and Won by Lily Hay Newman In March 2017, the Android security team was feeling pleased with itself. The group had detected, analyzed, and neutralized a sophisticated botnet built on tainted apps that all worked together to power ad and SMS fraud. Dubbed Shammy, the malware family had already cropped up in 2016 and was being distributed both through Google Play and third-party app stores. So the Android team started aggressively flagging and helping to uninstall Shammy until they were sure it was dead. Eight months later, though, in November 2017, Shammy roared back into the Android ecosystem, more ferocious than before. By March 2018, a year after Google thought it had been vanquished, Shammy hit an all-time high, infecting 20.8 million devices. Now, a year after that zenith, the Android team has whittled that number back down to fewer than 2 million infections. And at the Kaspersky Security Analyst Summit in Singapore this week, Android security engineer Matty Stone is presenting a full post-mortem on how Google fought back against Shammy, again, and how personal the rivalry became. I actually gave a talk at Black Hat last year on what's called Stage 3 of Shammy, Stone told Wired ahead of her talk. And within 72 hours of me giving that talk, they started trying to change the bytes in each of the indicators I talked about. We could see them manipulating it. The Shammy developers also fingerprinted our exact Android security analysis environment and built-in protections for some of the customizations that we use. Back with a vengeance. After the March 2018 infection peak, the Android security team started collaborating with other defenders across Google, like anti-abuse and ad security specialists and software engineers, to get a handle on the new version of Shammy. The first two variants the team tracked in 2016 and 2017 infected devices in four stages to organize and mask the attack. The 2018 version, though, contained six stages, antivirus testing engines, and even more sophisticated anti-analysis and anti-debugging shields to avoid discovery. Malware developers built these features into their code so it can detect when it is running in a testing environment, like the Android security analysis environment, and react 
by attempting to hide its malicious functionality. The chamois malware, like most types of botnets, receives commands remotely from a command and control server that coordinates infected devices to work on specific tasks. All the iterations of chamois have focused on serving malicious ads and driving premium SMS scams. When you donate money to a charity or pay for a digital service via text, you're sending that message to a premium phone number. Premium SMS fraud tricks you into sending that money to cybercriminals instead. Android has offered protections against this type of scam since 2014, requiring explicit permissions to text a premium number. But the chamois malware first checked whether the devices it infected were rooted, and if so, it took advantage of this expanded functionality to surreptitiously disable premium SMS warnings. A victim of chamois premium SMS fraud would discover the attack as soon as they got their mobile bill, but Stone says that the malware's ad fraud payloads would have run silently in the background of infected devices, spewing malicious ads to the world without the owner of the infected phone realizing. In 2016 and 2017, the attackers snuck benign-looking apps tainted with chamois into the Google Play Store as part of their distribution strategy. But as Google became increasingly adept at spotting and blocking these interlopers, the attackers were forced to diversify. A lot of the discussion before has been that with Android malware, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit, Stone says. But chamois shows the sophistication you have to get to now as an attacker to become successful. It is a well-engineered piece of code, I have to give them that. But it's also scary that that's where the malware is at this point. A big part of the chamois reemergence stemmed from app developers and Android device manufacturers who were tricked into incorporating the chamois code into their apps, and even into pre-installed software. The attackers created a website and peddled chamois to these third parties as a legitimate advertising software development kit that could provide ad distribution services. Google Play Protect, which helps weed out bogus Android apps, has been increasingly able to detect when chamois is running on a device and disable it. Google has also recently expanded its scanning of pre-installed code on partner devices and further encouraged device makers to audit third-party code before shipping products, and not to ship that code at all if they're not confident they can fully vet it. Consummate Professionals As they became increasingly acquainted with chamois over the years, the Android security team concluded that the botnet's most notable feature was the professionalism of its developers. The team uncovered dozens of carefully organized command and control servers for the botnet, and they also noticed that the malware included a mechanism called feature flags, which are commonly used in legitimate software development to enable and disable particular features in different parts of the world. Most notably, the Android researchers found that Shami will become completely inert if it detects that it is running in China. Stone declined to offer a theory as to why. The Shami developers also worked to keep a low profile and rolled out updated versions of their malware gradually to infected devices. They would test an update on devices in a certain geographic region to confirm that the new code worked as intended before pushing it out more broadly. Google now uses a combination of detection methods to police Shami, including signature-based flags, machine learning assessment, and behavioral analytics. The team also does monthly and quarterly check-ins on all Shammy stats, so they'll be able to quickly halt any new momentum the botnet gains. And Stone says that the Android security team is still chipping away at the remaining 1.8 million infections. But, as always, 
the chamois developers continue to fight back. In the past year since the March 28 infection high, the researchers have seen 14,000 new chamois samples. The actors weren't stopping or slowing down. We were just trying to play smarter and really trying to push them back, Stone says. They're still attempting to gain ground, but we're in a maintenance and monitoring phase now because we're seeing constant declines with our existing measures. The Android team promises to stay vigilant, knowing that there is probably nothing their chamois rivals would like better than for them to be lulled into a false sense of security. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.